0: This is Dr. Jeff Meldrum, and you're listening to the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. and sacrifice,
1: dogs and cats living together cacetarian. Hey there everybody thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Paranomaly Zone your weekly dose of all things you guessed it paranormal strange and mysterious and this week it is guest interview time we just had the honor and privilege of speaking with one of the best known names in the paranormal field we are talking about internationally known psychic medium cindy kaza you of course know cindy from her recurring appearances on hit paranormal programming such as the ghosts of devil's perch the holzer files and most recently her recurring featured role on the smash paranormal program the dead files cindy opens up about some of her own paranormal experiences discusses some common misconceptions of psychics and mediums as well as her channeling of spirit art and so much more again it was an honor and a joy to speak with the wonderful the talented the humorous and the fun cindy kaza we hope you enjoy I have my professional notes, as I usually do, my sloppily written notes here to help guide through.
0: (laughs) I think yours look better than mine this time.
1: Do they? Okay, well, good.
0: They do. That's As long as we can read them, that's all that matters.
1: Now, Cindy, one question that we got almost immediately from one of our listeners. uh, When I I tweeted the other day that we are going to be chatting with you, she wanted to know about... um, Kind of, as do mike and i because we have a shared passion with you uh when it comes to artwork and art and you specialize. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely you specialize in <laughs> spirit arts and i was curious and i was hoping that you would kind of talk to us about that how how that started what it all means to you maybe some methods that you use to create your arts and uh we will listen with open ears
2: yeah, you know, it's super, it's super crazy how it all kind of happened. Because um, I in no way am a trained artist. I, I, I've i never, you know, taken art classes other than the classes you take in like elementary school and high school. And so uh, it really wasn't on my radar. What happened was I started doing automatic writing, I think it was in 2007 or 2008, right around that time. And You know, there was this moment when after I've been doing automatic writing, where I felt this urge to try drawing, and I was like, okay. And so I I tried drawing, and then these faces started appearing, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then I, you know, moved to acrylics, and so I was kind of like exploring different, you know, mediums and no pun intended. And then (laughs) I, um, and then I really found like, uh, like that I really love working with. Uh, oil pastel um, charcoal and it, it because for me it's it more even charcoal initially because it's forgiving so like like I can move my hand really quickly and I can smud start moving my hand and the faces start appearing right and what's interesting about it is I have to finish the drawing um, as I'm sitting there because if I walk away from the drawing and try to go back to it a new face comes out. So it's like, it's, it's, I've tried to step away from drawing a spirit and do Mm. it the next day. And I can't actually like bring back the same spirit. It actually turns into a whole new face. So it's really, I still am learning about my ability as a spirit. I I mean, I call myself spirit artist, whatever that means. It's the only way I really know channeled art. I channel my art. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and I found that you know, a lot of times I'm channeling people's spirit guides, which is what I've I've st- I started doing where people come to me and say, uh, can I have a spirit guide drawing? And I would channel the spirit guide. And then as I was drawing it, information would start to come through about who the person was, you know, why they're there. And then um, as I started filming paranormal television, I was like, maybe I should try this on TV. And I was uh, really kind of nervous because I don't know. I'm not a trained artist, right? It's like, who knows what's going to happen? I have no idea. And, and so it's, you know, have slowly, but surely kind of been bringing spirit art, um, to TV, my, you know, me doing it on TV. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things where I feel like it's, it's always kind of evolving and I'm still learning about myself in that process and how it works for me. Um, and, and there'll be periods of time where, um, I won't really feel pulled to do spirit art and then I feel pulled to do it and I'm doing a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting, but I do have this dream. Like, I'm like, Oh, it'd be so great one day to like be retired. Although i uh, will probably never retire cause I love my job, but to like, let's say I'm retired living somewhere where I could just create art all day in like, uh, and just really kind of sit with that because it's, I don't know, it's really fun. So yeah, yeah, that's what I got for spirit art.
0: It's fun and therapeutic.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever had a moment like when you you were channeling, you know, this creative energy is coming through you and you, have you ever had a moment where you've stepped back and look looked at what you just created and kind of went like, wow. Like, um, I, I guess what I'm kind of asking is like, are you aware of what you're doing when you are channeling this energy to create the art or is it kind of like revealed to you at, you know, towards the end?
2: It's like both, right? Because I'm still present, but I just let my hand move. So it's not like Mm -hmm. my, I'm, my eyes are closed or I'm blindfolded and I can't see anything, Mm -hmm. but it's like this process of, I'm not really fully there, if that makes sense, but I'm still there enough to see what's happening but just kind uh, of, and sometimes, I'm no, no just, okay, i was just i'm just gonna say
0: just kind of letting it happen as it comes and see what comes right. out Yeah, you know.
2: right and then sometimes i'll draw a picture and i'll be like this is awful and then i turn it upside down i'm like holy mm. crap there's the face like that's mm. when it gets weird okay <laughs> it's like, mm. wait a minute like that you that's know, cool or I'll, yeah like there's weird things that happen like that and um and sometimes I'm drawing, and, and, you know, I totally believe in aliens, like, 100%. Oh, yeah. I, I, right? Like, I would say that, um, on average, I communicate with humans way, way more than I communicate with aliens. But, like, I'll tell you, one time my friend, uh, one of my friends was like, do a spirit guide drawing for me. And I started drawing and drawing, and I'm like, what is this? Like, I just let my hand move, and I was like, oh, my God, holy shit, it's an alien. I was like, you're an alien, you know? And so... <laughs> I mean, that was cool because those, you know, that's not something that I, like, it's like, that was the last thing I thought was going to come out. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And just to kind of add on to the question of like, uh, do you, are you aware of what's happening? You know, tying into that, it's kind of similar with, with mediumship because the way that mediumship works really, unless you're a trance medium. So a lot of people have probably seen Holzer Files, right? Uh, in the intro oh, yeah. of Holzer Files... They're the voices of the, the trance mediums that Hans Holzer worked with. So trance mediums, really deep trance mediums, um, they don't usually remember what's happened. They might remember bits and pieces, but a lot of them are kind of out, right? Uh, but most of us, like most people that aren't trance mediums, um, we were aware of what's happening, but we have to step outside of ourselves just enough to let the information in But we have to also be lucid enough to explain what it is that we're experiencing so it's this like interesting dance between going outside of yourself coming back in going outside of yourself coming back in and it's like kind of similar with spirit art Mm. Uh, although i'll say with like automatic writing and spirit art um i'm more out than i am in i'm way more out so that's why uh in investigations i like to do automatic writing um it's because uh, the channel to me is a lot clearer, because I'm not filtering through imagery, I'm not filtering through feelings, I'm not filtering as much through, I guess, like, uh, or having to interpret things as much, it just is, it's just coming out. So that's why I have all these kind of like different tools in my toolbox, because they, they're all useful in different ways during paranormal investigations.
1: That's fascinating. Do you ever, do you ever feel drained afterward? It might seem like a silly question, but I was, I was curious. <laughs>
2: no it's a great question look um it, it's i think it's a, the answer might be a little bit different than what people think um you know when I'm doing investigations usually at the end I have actually a lot of energy uh when I'm doing live events so another thing that i that I've been doing for a long time is it's called platform mediumship that's the that's what spiritualists call call it i'm I've been trained uh with the spiritualist church um uh, I'm not a spiritualist but now I'm going on a tangent, but the point is that- <laughs> Hey, that's fine. that's fine, that's <laughs> fine. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, it's my ADD, I can't help myself. But <laughs> it's uh, it's like when when um, I get on the stage and I bring through people's loved ones who have passed away, right? So that's called platform mediumship. And I do these events and they're typically 90 minutes uh, to two hours long. And people always ask me, like, aren't you exhausted? And my answer is, is 99% of the time, at the end, I have so much energy. I'm super energized, and then two hours later, forget about it. I'm toast. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of similar with paranormal investigations because you're you're outside of yourself. It's almost like you can't. It's not this dramatic, but it's almost like you don't really feel your body the same way. Like, um, what's a good example? So uh, I had the flu really bad. This was this was probably I don't know maybe it was 10 years ago now like really really bad influenza right and i had a live event with like 350 people and i was like i can't cancel this event this would be i can't cancel i have to work right and i was like but i don't know how i'm going to get on the stage and work because i can't stop coughing i couldn't like it was mm. brutal and and what happened was i got on stage I didn't cough for ninety minutes when I was working. I had zero symptoms of influenza. Really? The second I stopped, it came right back.
1: Wow! Now that's crazy. Now, it what, is crazy do you crazy. have like any? Yeah. Do you have any explanation for that?
2: I mean, it's just that when you're in mediumship, you're 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 outside of yourself. It's like you're a little bit out of your body, so you're not sure. like recognizing the same sensations of your body.
1: That makes sense. Wow. That's also, it's like, it's Steve mind-blowing Steve when you think Shippey? about it. <laughs>
2: no, it is. It's weird. Um, So I filmed the shock doc with Steve Shippey. Uh, we filmed a few, but, but it was Michigan Hell House, right? We filmed the shock doc called Michigan Hell House. Yes. And it was freezing. It was bitter cold out. It was like, it was, it was brutal. And I had this outside scene and, and I was, channeling something outside and i i I must have been out there i mean i don't know how long we were filming this scene and i was out there and then the second i stopped working i was like oh my god i'm so cold and everybody was looking at me like we don't know how you just stayed out here that long like but i couldn't feel how cold i was because i was talking to spirits so it's just like, it's, it's, it's wild. I mean, I would love to hook my brain up to a machine someday, like scientists, have them hook it up and see what's going on there. Um, you know, because they're, you know, Buddhist monks have been hooked up to machines. I think there's a Harvard study where they were in deep meditation. Don't quote me on this, but it's something like they were able to, you know, uh, control their body temperatures and heart rates and things like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, Yeah.
1: Man, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now, you have mentioned a am couple ner- times. Am I nerding out? Oh, gosh, no. Oh, I was say, am I nerding out
0: too much for you guys? Absolutely. Oh, Patrick does that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't need any help nerding out. I'm, I'm great <laughs> at it. So it's all good. It's all good. Now, you, you've mentioned a couple times uh, the phrase or the term, you know, spirit guide. Could you talk to us a little bit about what you, how you interpret that, uh, how you would describe, like, you're sitting down, you're, you're performing, you know, you know, cindy 101 to someone who wants to learn you know tell me you know tell me what a spirit guide is you know kind of kind of walk us through your thoughts on that
2: yeah you know well i think we all have spirit guides i think everybody has more than one spirit guide uh we have multiple spirit guides that come and go throughout our lives as well and to me a spirit guide uh is you know somebody or something in another uh, realm that is there to guide us in life and they're kind of like watching out for us but um they can't always intervene it's kind of like um they're probably most of the time looking at us like are you freaking serious you're doing that again <laughs> you know <laughs> right. like you know stuff like that but
1: didn't you learn you from your like, last mistake I mean my gosh
2: yeah no <laughs> right but but they're there right and um I do believe that spirit guides um you know I think that look, I believe in all like aliens and all those things too. But I think, you know, uh, and I do think they can be guides for people, but a Mm -hmm. lot of people, you know, um, identify their spirit guides as, as humans who had once walked the earth that are no longer here that, that, you know, hold some sort of wisdom or knowledge that is useful for, you know, whatever, you know, we're going through in this life. Right. And it's funny to me because, um, You know, people always want to have these really magnificent spirit guides like, oh, yeah, Cleopatra is my spirit guide or (laughs) whatever. Right. They have to be these like really famous or magnificent, you know, like beings, although everybody's magnificent. So let me just say that. But it's like maybe you're a mom in this life that has 10 kids. Do you want Cleopatra to be your spirit guide or do you want somebody who also had 10 kids to be your spirit guide? Right. Great Great question. Yeah. Um, so it's like, I, I, I want people to think about those things. Like, you know, it's, it's funny sometimes I'll do a spirit guide drawing and, and I think people are like, oh, that's my guide. I'm like, yeah, your guide's a badass, but they were hoping for something. I don't know what they were hoping for, but something like that, you know, <laughs> like Joan of Arc or, um, you know,
1: no, um, something, something that's maybe more, you know, easier for them to digest perhaps, or something that they're, you know, they could accept easier if that makes sense.
2: I think so, or just, you know, I, I think people, and it's interesting, um, you know, the way people people relate to, you know, fame and these, you know, prominent figures, and, and it's like, um, you know, we're kind of socialized to put these types of people into more of like a this is gonna. I don't mean like God, but like a godlike status. Like it's a weird the relationship that people have with people that are famous is is really interesting, and and they forget gods that have way more wisdom and knowledge, uh, you know, in the areas that they need. So it's it's just food for thought, you know.
0: Do you do you feel like uh, um, like family members that have passed on could actually be your spirit dad, or like... Now, I'd love to have my father be my spirit guide. You know, is that something that you think could be a possibility?
2: 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I,
0: I believe that too. I just, you know.
2: 100%. Yes, I totally believe that. And, you know, I also believe that different guides, I, I believe we have, you know, at least one guide that follows us throughout our entire lives. Uh, And I believe also that there are other guides that kind of come in and go as needed, like depending on what we're my guides through automatic writing. And I'll ask them questions like, well, what about this? Like, what do I do? And they won't tell me all the answers. I'm like, what's the point of having a guide if you're not going to tell me all the answers? Hmm. You know, but they literally are like, you can't have all the answers. You can't know that right now.
0: You won't learn that way.
2: Exactly.
1: Um, Gosh, I've got like... I know we have a limited amount of time. I'm just, again, going through my ultra-professional notes, Cindy. I want to throw out as much as I can here. <laughs> there he goes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there He's back. He's back. Did I
1: freeze up again? Oh, my goodness gracious. You're, you're back.
2: Could, you're back. Uh, you're
1: back. We could go for months without having this
0: happen, then all of a sudden it'll happen.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's so, because exactly.
2: it's a medium. It's a medium. I'm a medium. Yeah,
0: and that's right. Things are weird.
1: You know, you know that's funny that you said that. It's funny that you said that, Cindy, because I mean, years ago. Now I'm going to go off on a quick tangent here. Uh, Years ago was my my fiance and I are the ones who started this podcast. You know, and Mike has kind of helped me. You know, continue on. You know, further, further and further down the road. Um, And we just love talking to awesome guests like you. But one of our guests way back in the day was Andrea Perrin, and she I love her. Oh, Oh she was so great. She was so great, and. We mentioned the exact same thing. I mean, I had to knock on what I'm going to knock on anything I have around here. Um, you know, sh- she mentioned that things, I'm going to warn you, you know, things happen when I'm talking to people online like this, like doing these meetings and stuff. So, your reception, your, your connection might be, you know, pristine, but then the moment we start talking, weird stuff's going to happen. And guess what? Weird stuff started to happen. We had terrible connection, <laughs> you know. It, it eventually fixed itself, and it was a fantastic conversation, but... She was like, I, I warned you. So I blame you, Cindy. Yeah. I'm blaming you 100%.
2: <laughs> I love her. I just, uh, I was just on a cruise with her in Alaska. Mm. Uh, I did a Strange Escapes event with Amy Bruni, and I, I've i got to tell you, I love Andrea. She's, she's awesome.
0: Speaking of um, Amy Bruni, we talked to her, too, and it's awesome, awesome people oh, to talk there's, to. Yeah,
1: so many awesome yeah. people. Me and Adam, field.
0: yeah. Chip, wonderful people. Oh, I
1: love all of them. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan so of we. all of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, when when you mentioned, you know, Chip Coffee, Mike, that brought up another uh a question of mine. What do you think are some of the common misconceptions, Cindy, when it comes, like, when the layperson walking down the street or or a skeptic or a, what I call a pseudo skeptic, even though Dave Schrader argues with me about the legitimacy of that term, which is funny.
0: <laughs> he froze on. There he goes. <laughs> uh, no,
1: uh, no, that's great. I'm freezing. I'm telling you. Well, I was saying that, I, I, um, <laughs> As far as like misconceptions of psychic mediums, you know, to the lay person, you know, I, I attempted the joke before I froze up that I sometimes we call them not skeptics, but pseudo skeptics. And Dave Schrader always argues back with me because he says, like, that's not even a term. They're called cynics. <laughs> you know? I'm like, hey, come on, just give me the, you know, I'm going to stick with pseudo skeptic. But what are some common misconceptions when it comes to describing yourself as a psychic medium?
2: Okay, well first let me tell you the difference between, because a lot of people don't know the difference between what a psychic is and what a medium is. So psychics pick up on past, present, and future. Mediums communicate with things in other realms. I say things because I believe more than just human souls. So let's say things in other realms, right? Um, so, you know, everybody, every human being is psychic. That's the reality of it. Inner culture, uh, that's socially acceptable but it's not any different than saying I should have trusted my intuition or I should have trusted my psychic sense. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Right. Um, And so, you know, just to kind of clarify that now, when I call myself a psychic medium, it's kind of redundant because mediums are also psychic. Right. Um, But I always say, you know, some, some mediums are less psychic. um, And some psychics are like, that's their thing. They're just like really, really psychic. They don't necessarily tap into the spirit, but as much but i think everybody has the ability to feel the presence of the spirit world as well so i say uh everyone can play the piano not everybody is going to be a concert pianist right so right. we all c- come into the world with this innate ability to feel these energies and we're we're told from a young age that either it's evil or we shouldn't talk about it or it's not real or whatever you know we know the story right Yeah. but um you know a misconception it is for me at least, uh, I can't make a blanket statement because it might be different for a di- another medium, but people think I'm constantly reading everybody all the time or I'm constantly talking to dead people or I have no control over it. Uh, thank God that's not true <laughs> because it'd be very hard to function in this world and be grounded. Uh, I very much feel as if I can control my ability, so I describe it like this. Um, If you can imagine a radio plugged into an outlet, but the volume is turned all the way down to zero, there's still an underlying current going through. Uh, But Mm. now I can control how high I turn up the volume, right? Mm. Uh, And, you know, people sit down with me at dinner sometimes and they're like intimidated. They're like, Are you reading me? I'm like, Please, like, I don't want to be in your head. I have enough (laughs) going on in my own brain. Like, let's, I just want to eat my dinner, you know? Exactly. It's like, like, I just just want to eat. Yeah. You know, um, I think another one—it's—it's—is that people think we should know everything. Like, like how could we get any of it wrong or misinterpret anything? And you know, that's also a misconception. It's like I describe mediumship kind of like playing a game of uh, Pictionary, charades, and telephone uh, all at the same time. So, hmm. like for example, uh, one spirit, like the same spirit, might give me five different pieces of evidence five different ways and it's my job to figure out what the heck is this person trying to show me um, sometimes it's super clear sometimes it's like okay now i see a fire truck now i feel a heart attack now i hear the name john it's like did john die of a heart attack in a fire or was john a fireman who died of a heart attack hmm. right so you have to like feel into all that different stuff and uh and you know people will will you know it's just the jokes of like oh uh uh i just called you but i bet you saw that coming you probably knew i was gonna call you it's like uh, no i actually didn't (laughs) you know but it's just you know it's like shit like that it's like it's but it's okay you know because i think what what's happening honestly it's 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 not even the people that it's it's more that like people don't understand how it works so they're they're coming they're coming at the topic from uh you know A a very limited perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, because when you watch mediumship in Hollywood movies, uh, like The Sixth Sense, I use that movie a lot, because honestly, it's a great movie. It got a lot of things right, really cool movie. But I don't know, uh, really very many mediums that uh, can't tell the difference between somebody who's alive or dead all the time. And Mm. I don't know very many mediums. And some are like this, but not very many who sit across from a spirit look like I'm looking at you and the spirit is communicating as directly as I'm communicating with you where there's no room for kind of like misinterpretation. Hmm. Sometimes it is that clear, but it's, it's a lot of times we're having to kind of like sense, feel, hear, see, and try to make sense of it all. So, yeah.
1: You know, you mentioned the sixth sense and on a personal note, that movie was spoiled for me twenty some years ago. <laughs> I never got to see the cool twist at the end because I knew it was coming. It's like, oh no!
2: Oh, that sucks. That's Ugh. the worst because that's the best part. You're exactly.
1: Like, it was just casually mentioned over a dinner at like a hall, at a relative's house, and I was like, hello. That's so mean! It ruined <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the
2: whole movie. Damn it! Mm. I
1: know. Oh, what can you? It's still a good movie. I mean, it's still great to watch. So. Yeah, it's a
0: great movie. I I had seen uh, uh, that you had. And uh described as an evidential medium as well. Yeah. What yeah, how yeah. how does that
2: you know it's like I need to take that off of my title. Okay, so here's <laughs> the thing. Um the, the, the reason that it was on there, and this is this is why, is because uh I, I did my training as a medium with uh the spiritualist church, and so it's a very specific type of mediumship training. Uh, spiritualism oh, is really, right. It a spiritualism is religion. It's an organized religion that I think personally best mediumship training in the world. I studied at the Arthur Finley college of intuitive sciences in Stansted, England. Uh, it's not like a real college where you go for like a semester at, like multiple semesters, you go and take you know, multiple classes. And I went there back and forth for about five years, sometimes twice a year. Um, actually, yeah, for about three years, I was going two times a year, sometimes three. Um, And so when, when you are trained with the spiritualist church, you are called an evidential medium. So it's, it's a way for one evidential medium to recognize a medium with the same type of training. So if I see that in front of somebody else's title, like their name, I know that they have the same training as me. And it's, if you, if you see like, um. Because it's it seems like kind of like why is it why is she calling herself an evidential medium? She better be evidential if she's you know <laughs> doing this job, right? But but it's like uh, um, if you see people with the, that type of training work, you'll be able to recognize it and you'll be able to see it. Like even my husband now, he's like, oh my gosh, I get it because he's seen me work with other mediums. He's like, I get, I get it. You all have the same kind of training. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's what it is.
1: Ah, good, awesome. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, we were both curious about that as well. Um, Cindy, we had a lot to pack in here before we run out of time. I I know you've shared this story several, several times. I'm sure it never gets old though. And we would love if you would share with our listeners, your first experience with the spirit. When I was looking at your, um, information and prepping for the, for the podcast here, um, it mentions that you had your first spirit encounter at the age of 10. Could you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, sure. So, um, I was ten, and this is actually. Let me just start this by saying, uh, and I shared this with you before we, you know, started recording. But yeah, uh, you know, my brother passed away last year, um, and so I was just back in New Hampshire. I brought some flowers to the grave, and then we spread his ashes in the lake. Finally, and um, but anyway, the, the the girl who I saw when I was ten, her gravestone is really close to my family's plot, so I actually went buy it to kind of say hi to her
1: Mm. uh we
2: took a picture of it it's it's like really close like oh my gosh there's her grave there's amber's grave so there's this girl that i went to elementary school with who was uh, unfortunately killed in a car accident she was hit by a drunk driver Mm. and so after she died um I was sleeping at my Nana's house and I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw her standing directly next to my bed, like like full body apparition. Wow. And I pulled the covers over my head and I pulled them back down and she was still there. <laughs> um, and it was really scary because I didn't, you know, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't, you know, grew up in a religious family, uh, you know, Catholics everywhere, then some born agains. Like we don't talk about this stuff. Like it's not like, you know, you don't talk about I see dead people, right? And, right? And honestly, as a 10-year-old, I don't even know what was happening. Um, But I never forgot that experience because it was so vivid and it was so real. Because it was real, right? But it took me until, you know, like later in life to when I started really accepting that this was was something that was happening to me and I had this ability, I looked back and I said that she was visiting me. That was my first experience I can remember. So it was really interesting to, like, um, you know, to, to put all the pieces together and, And to make sense of all of these, you know, uh, experiences that I was having as a kid, as a teenager, young adult of like, uh, knowing when things were going to happen before they did the psychic part, the premonitions, feeling spirits, being able to read people very well, knowing things about people they shouldn't have known, you know, Um, and yeah, so I mean, it was it was a really scary experience. It took me it took me a while to put it all together, and uh, you know, I met my first mentor when I was nineteen. Her name was Bonnie, and she was the first person who looked at me and said, "You're a psychic. You're a psychic medium." And I was like, "What are you talking about, lady?" You know. And <laughs> then she she started kind of like you know teaching me these things about uh, psychic stuff and mediumship, and I still. I still, at that time, wasn't quite ready to accept it, and then, uh, and then I was. You know, then there came a time that I was, and I didn't look back. But it was very much a process for me; it took a while.
1: That's incredible. That's definitely an uh, experience that will live with you forever. Obviously, now, Cindy, we'd be remiss if we did not talk about the dead files. I mean, you are well known in the uh, paranormal field, uh, uh, the paranormal television field. Uh, you've been scene on The Holzer Files, uh, The Ghosts of Devil's Perch. You mentioned those shock docs earlier. I watched a clip earlier today about your interaction with Robert the doll. I was absolutely fascinated by that. That was, <laughs> that was great.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, talk to us how you came about being a part of the awesome show, The Dead Files.
2: Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, the dead files, like Amy was kind of, you know, ready to take a break and, and she reached out to me and it's like, Hey, like, is this something you'd be interested in? And then the production company reached out to me and the network approved it. And that's how it happened. Um,
1: wow. That, that's, that's really was, amazing. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but that, I was, thank you for saying that. Cause that is really cool that it was actually Amy who reached out to you initially. That's pretty cool.
0: I'd say yeah, they picked yeah. the right person. That's it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Oh,
2: thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, it, it, it was really, um, I really enjoyed uh, filming the, this series, it, you know, and I have to give so much credit to Amy because, you know, she did, you know, 15 seasons of the show, like, and it's a super intense show. I mean, the cases are really dark and you're like, it's like not, it's not light, you know, Um
1: that's probably a reason. Back, I mean, there's a reason that Amy probably needed to step back. You know, I don't want to speak for her, but I know that you know, like you said, this was a pretty heavy show. I'm sure it takes its toll after a while.
2: It is. It, it is a heavy show, and and I'll t- I'll tell you though, the thing that I really um, really loved about um, making the show. There are a lot of things I loved about it. I love Steve, by the way. I love working with Steve. That guy, he's a great guy. Uh, he's like a big brother. That's how he feels, you know. And um,
1: an intimidating like, big brother. <laughs> Intimidating.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, he's like he's like a giant teddy bear. That's how I see him, you know. <laughs> but um, but you know, it's like you're going in and you're really trying to help these families. Like they're really struggling, you know. And in they, like they're re- they really need help. And to be able to go in and and help them, it, it's that's really re- rewarding, you know. Um, not that the other shows haven't been super fun because they've mm-hmm. all been really fun, but you know, this one's a little bit different in so far as like, you know, there's a family there that really needs help and you're trying to help solve the, what's going on in the house and and bring some closure. Whereas like some of the other shows um, and they're all great. It's not a knock. They're just different. You're going to a location, you're seeing what you see, you're seeing if it matches up with history. Um, But there's like not necessarily a family that you're there to like, you know, help, you know? So Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, sometimes, I mean, well, look, the shock docs, it's a little bit different, you know, but anyway, so it's, it's, it's really uh, it's a great show. I really enjoyed being a part of it. I'm grateful to a- Amy for for recommending me and and you know so I and I really give her a lot of credit. And she's a really really talented, excellent medium uh, who's you know been on TV for a long time. Uh, did a great job.
1: You know we had you know again we're, I I hate to sound like I'm tooting our own horn, but we had the honor of speaking with Amy way back in like 2016 on this podcast, and it was it's still one of the highlights of our time on this show so like you said she's quite the person quite the individual
2: yeah totally
1: well cindy (sighs) i knew this would fly by it always does um (laughs) um, we have the dead files premiering september 7th on the travel channel and then streaming on max yeah please
2: Hold up, hold up one second. So September 7th may not be the date.
1: Now. Oh, really? I Thank if you. If gonna,
2: okay. I, I don't know. So here's the thing. I was told it was the date. I promoted that date and then I was told to not promote that date. Okay. Okay. I, so,
1: so <laughs> check that. Date. I
2: don't know. Check that. I don't really know. <laughs>
1: so hmm. Well, it's going to be, be coming
0: September, out though. It'll still be, to yeah. be determined. Maybe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 and it'll be yeah. well worth the wait too we love the show oh, absolutely um, we love watching you um it's been such a pleasure talking with you uh cindy we need to do this again sometime and uh, i'll make sure to have a, a longer time limit set up <laughs> so we can actually yeah, get to no. more and more questions and uh, maybe i'll go find my own private little you know fortress of solitude so my internet connection isn't so messed up half the time <laughs> either yeah so, well, no, thank you very much. I'd love to come back. Thank you. Yeah. Now, thank can you. you hold on for like one second? Thanks, Mike. This has been a blast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Mike, until next time, what do our paranormal podcast friends need to do? East out.